Welcome to another special bonus episode of On the RLC, part of the How Great Events Happen podcast. That's right. This is where we cuddle up on Cody's soon-to-be-famous red leather couch and enjoy a delicious coffee beverage while we hear stories from event professionals. That's right. And today we have Courtney and Esther to tell us their true event stories. So, hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Hey, so my first question is always, what delicious coffee beverage did you bring with you today? So I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a big water drinker. Um, whenever you see me, I've got a cup of water in my hand, um, whether at an event or at um, you know my home office. So um, I have water. That's very responsible of you. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Very responsible of Esther. I am not that disciplined, and I absolutely need an afternoon pick-me-up and a cold brew with some oat milk. Mm, that sounds mm. delicious. I also brought my cold brew today, but I'm doing the pumpkin spice latte or the cold brew pumpkin spice. Oh, that one's good. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm actually kind of having a little bit of anxiety about when the fall is over and I can't have <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> well, I'm just drinking coffee flavored water, drinking straight up black coffee today, and I'm loving it. Like Hard I part. needed it. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining you guys. So what are you going to tell us about today? Um, I hear you and Courtney teamed up with the, you know, for a pretty fabulous bucket list series. We did. Um, so we did a 21 city bucket list series together. And this was aimed at senior manager and up level for um, IT professionals. And um, we wanted to do something that was different that, you know, would bring people out more so than uh, say like a Perry Steakhouse or um, even Top Golf. And so what we ended up doing was we ended up with a bunch of chef experiences. And a lot of these chefs were local and specialized in the local cuisine. And so it was a it was a really cool series. It has to be tough to get that kind of audience out of the office and to an event. So yeah, I imagine like a chef series is a pretty good draw. It's totally always so hard. That's always our hardest thing is to get people out there, right? No matter how great an event that we try to run, it's like, okay, people, please sign up, please sign up. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you had a pretty good turnout and went to a bunch of cities. We did. Yeah. Like I said, 21 cities across the U.S. And you can imagine which ones those are kind of like the big tier one, tier two cities. And we did. We had a really good turnout in most of the cities. Um, there were some, even my own hometown, Houston, um, we just struggled so badly to get people out there. But the nice thing about this, you know, having in a chef experience is that the venue is actually smaller than most of the venues that we go to. Um, so in Houston, it was just a small little restaurant that we had. And um, because it was smaller and it just felt cozier, like even if we didn't have as many people turn out, it still felt like it was a really good turnout. <laughs> and sometimes those small groups are better, right? Like you guys can really get to know each yeah, other. Yeah, it's an exactly. intimate setting, right? Yeah. So in Houston, that's the one where um, at the end of the evening, like um, people were singing and dancing together. And uh, it wasn't just, you know, people who had known each other. It was like everybody is just kind of singing and dancing, holding hands and all that. So, you know, without that many customers turning out, it still ended up being a really great event for those who did. Cody had a big smile on his face when you said <laughs> I had the visual of just everybody singing and holding hands, like a big kumbaya. It kind of was like that. And it even extended out into the parking lot because, you know, we finished the event, I think, like an hour later than we had planned. And then basically I was like, OK, guys, let's get out of here because the restaurant was trying to close. And so um, they started singing in the parking lot, too. Shutting no. down the restaurant. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> And Courtney, you were super involved from the Kapow side of things. I'm sure you and Esther got to know each other pretty well after doing 21 cities. Um, how did you guys even approach something like Bucket List as a theme? 
So Esther and I and her team, we've worked together over the last probably year and a half pretty closely. We've done um, a couple other series, but this was the latest one. And I think probably the coolest one. Esther came to me and said, so I have this idea. And we hadn't even finished the first series of the year. And she's like, I I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but we're (laughs) going to do this. And said, I want to do something really cool and unique to each city. So it just so happened that, um, you know, what is unique to a lot of cities are really great restaurants, really great chefs um, that showcase that city in, in a unique way. But in some other markets, there were a little bit different uh, experiences. Some were uh, revolved around breweries, some were car racing. Um, so we just tried to find the coolest thing in each city and, and showcase that. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, so many cities, it's probably really hard for you, Esther, to know what is the big draw? Like, what's the big restaurant that everybody wants to try to get into? So did you work with Courtney to kind of figure out what those restaurants should be? Absolutely. And that's why we needed Kapow to come in. Because to your point, like, I don't know everything that's going on in every city. And so Kapow really helped us to be able to say, okay, let's try this chef experience. And we said, great. And they said, okay, look, there's these three restaurants here in town. Um, What are your thoughts? And we would take that and run it with some of our sales folks who live in that city and be like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And usually the feedback was like, oh my goodness, they're all awesome. Just pick one. They're amazing. So Kapow really helped us to be able to find the restaurants and finalize them. We love to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was no way I could have found these all on my own. Like, well, maybe I could have, but it would have just taken forever and ever. Yeah. A lot of trial and error too. Like they kind of take all the, the guesswork out of it. Yeah, I guess uh, otherwise I could just go to each restaurant and try the food myself. <laughs> I don't hate that idea, I'll be honest. <laughs> Not a bad way to do it either. <laughs> and I think it's so cool. Am, am I um, understanding this correctly that, Courtney, you work with Esther on this entire series? So it's like one point of contact. You guys kind of probably know how each other work pretty well by now. We did about half of the cities, maybe a little over half. Esther and her team handled a handful of the cities on their own. Got it. Okay. It's a little bit of a mix. That's nice. Yeah. There were some cities that we had already uh, talked to the sales team and we had picked certain things out. And so when we came to Kapow, it was like, okay, let's do these other ones that nobody's, you know, really said, I have to do this. I really need to get this one in. Was is there anything you would have done differently? For this series? I don't know. What, Courtney, what do you think? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, mean, I think that you would have just used Kapow for all of the cities. <laughs> good one. That would have been easier. Oh, yes. That would have been easier. <laughs> totally kidding. No, I don't know if we would have done anything different. I think that we had some really successful events run. You know, I think one thing was that, you know, when we first started, um, we actually tried to go after some of those like local events that were big in that city, right? So like Chicago, we did the air and water show, which apparently everybody in Chicago goes to. And we tried to do that. But I think it was just, you know, with the timing of everything, you know, we said, well, it has to be I gave Courtney like, oh, you know, we want to do all these really cool things, but it has to be within um, September and October and, you know, really October 15th. And so it just became this thing like, well, uh, you can't just ask people to move their big old huge annual events, you know, to, to the date that you want it. So aside from that, I mean, I think I was pretty happy with what we what we came up with. 
Yeah, I think we did some pretty cool stuff. Have you guys ever done, um, do you host any big events, Esther? I mean, like big hundreds of people events where then, or attend events where you try to do these kind of like specialized experience as an offshoot to get face-to-face time with the people you want to talk to? We do. So I don't run any big events myself, but I go to big events and we try to do like special things for a group of people that go to those. So I have done that, but not with Kapow, right? I don't think so. So can you guys just let us know like what the process is for this and like when it would make the most sense to engage with somebody like you for an event like this? Yes. Esther and I probably started talking about this bucket list series in a real high level, uh, probably around April or May of this year. And Esther, you can chat about kind of your internal process um, to get kind of your ducks in a row internally with the teams. But once there was a high level, um, we want to do run the series through September and October. We want to invade about 40 people, rough budget numbers, kind of a city outline. I get, you know, Esther provides some high level details to me and I take it to our internal team. And um, we go through a little bit of an ideation phase um, to come up with some really great options that we put. Um, usually, I think we did like three or four options in each city that then Esther took her team um, to select from. And once they chose a venue, um, sometimes we had to hone in a little bit on dates, depending on, you know, what the what the team wanted to do. But after that, Kapow um, kind of takes over with the logistics and the planning and gets everything locked in and secured so that Esther and her team can focus on getting invitations out and helping drive attendance and, and all of those good things without having to worry about dietary restrictions and when is the AV coming in and exactly. timelines logistics and, and all of that, the nuances of an event. That's where Kapow really comes in and helps alleviate those details with one point of contact for all of her cities so that you know, the team can focus on, on getting the right senior managers and up to attend the event. So that's really cool. So Esther, you just kind of came to Courtney and with a list of cities about when you wanted to go there. She gave you some options. You ran it by your sales team and then you were just like focused on getting people there. Yeah. So, um, you know, on our end, the business side of things, I guess, um, you know, we, we made some announcements of new products and so we wanted to get the word out there. And so, you know, to pick the cities, it seems like, oh, 21 cities, you just pick the biggest ones, right? I know we actually went through and um, had a targeted list of accounts and went through those lists to find out where those accounts were located. And based on that, then we picked the cities that had the most number of customers in our target list. And then that's when I went to Courtney and said, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. And like Courtney said, it was just a lot easier for us to say, okay, let's, you know, you guys take care of this. And then, you know, the day before the event, I may be like, oh my goodness, I've got to tell you this, you know, I, I need the happy hour to start an hour earlier and things like that. It just made it a lot easier that I can go to Kapow and get things done instead of having to worry about getting customers there registered and all that, as well as thinking I got to give the restaurant the, you know, the dietary restrictions. I got to make sure the the liquor is running at a certain hour and things like that. Wow. What a time saver. I'm just, how long did it take for you to settle this up? Oh my goodness. Forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think I, I, yeah, we started talking about it in April or May or so, and we have our big conference in June. And so after June, it was literally like, usually, you know, after June, everybody's just like, woohoo, let's take a break. But this year it was, 
you know, wait a second, if we want to do a fall series, we got to start now. So we started this, I would say, what, end of June, beginning of July. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like Courtney said, she, you know, she went back to her team, got some ideas and I will say we shot some down. We're like, oh no, we're not going to do that. No. And so it kind of went back a couple of times and Capel was great because they tried to convince us of some things. Like we weren't completely sold on this whole chef experience idea in the beginning. It didn't feel as bucket list as I wanted it to be, but because of how long everything takes. And like I said, we couldn't ask people to, you know, move the Houston rodeo to, you know, the fall and stuff like that. When we actually did it, it was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, this is actually a really, really cool local experience. And had I known about it, it would have been on my my bucket list, but I didn't really know about it. So (laughs) most of the chef experiences, we um, either, you know, bought out the restaurant or had a, you know, large private space, the chef came out, there were a lot more aspects to it than just, you know, going to this place for a dinner. So we really tried to elevate the experience so that it would entice the guests to attend. Yeah, so it's not just like going with for a dinner reservations, really, truly an experience. Right. Yeah. And that, it, that ends in dancing and singing. So it doesn't really get any better than that. <laughs> Was there anything, Esther, that surprised you about these events? You know, maybe you heard some feedback or, I mean, you, you mentioned just even the chef experience was kind of a surprise to you. Yeah. So um, we struggled with kind of the time of when to do these experiences um, because for one, it's, it's kind of a work event, right? Because you're going to learn some stuff. We had a good hour of content before we actually did the dinners or, you know, did the experiences or anything. So there was a good solid hour of content. But, you know, we, we ended up doing them from about, I think, 3.30 to 7. So a really early dinner. And some of the sales guys were like, what are we? Are we like senior citizens? We got to go eat dinner at like 3 in the, in the afternoon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we were like, hello. You know, <laughs> we, we got mad at them. And then, and then later on, they had to apologize because they went and they were like, oh, my goodness, it was amazing. So I guess, you know, that was one of the areas where we felt like, I guess some of this is like we have to sell the sales guys on it, right? So we felt like we put together this amazing series. And when it was told to them, it's like, what? You know, 3.30? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not going to do this. My customers can't go to dinner at 3.30. So we have to sell it to them, which was kind of just not as cool, right? You know, we we didn't expect that we would have to do that. But the experiences spoke for themselves. So like I said, that one was in Houston and then we got that feedback. And then two weeks later we were doing Dallas and that same rep said, Oh my goodness, everybody get your customers out there. They were the, it was the best thing ever. That's really interesting. I mean, I've worked in marketing for a long time and I often interact with sales and it is almost like an internal customer sometimes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But once they're on board, it's like you're smooth sailing, you know, they'll be your best advocates. So yeah, but it was just like, okay, you know, we're not getting the customers out there. You guys are, we're just helping you guys put this event together. And so I think that piece was just like, I don't know. The three thirty to seven thirty was most of where our events um, fell, and I don't. I don't know. Maybe we would push it back if we did it again. Maybe we would push it back by an hour. I, I'm not sold completely one way or the other, but the sales guys, when they gave that feedback, got me thinking a little bit. So we'll see. That's interesting, Courtney. Was there anything that surprised you about this uh, series? Um, no, I agree with Esther's comments. I was really surprised too by some of the the internal sales folks. Um, hesitation in some of these markets because 
we'd spent, and, and I guess, you know, we'd, we'd all spend so much time pulling, like coming up with really great ideas and going back and forth and trying to put the best things together in each market. And just to kind of hear some of them be like, oh, I don't know. Is that cool? Do I want my clients to go to that? Like, yes, it's cool. We promise it is cool. You do want your clients to go to that. But yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of a little bit of a surprise, but I mean, I, I get it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking like my version of cool is not everybody's version of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm is, cool. I, I think actually here's what's the most surprising of all of this is like I said earlier, Esther and I were finishing up a spring series and we weren't quite through with that one. And she was like, I think we want to do a fall series. That was <laughs> really the most surprising. Because <laughs> I said throughout the whole series, I was like, just shoot me if I ever say I'm, I'm going to do another yeah, series. Like, I never do this again. Well, and the reality is doing, you know, one of these events is totally, you know, it's easy when you're pulling off 21 of these within a few weeks. It's a lot of heavy lifting on a lot of people. So that's really where the challenge lies is getting 21 cities done and well with the fall series it was over about five to six weeks Mm -hmm. Um, the spring series was over four weeks so it's just so it's a lot of work to to pull them off yeah it sounds like so much fun but at the same time so exhausting i can imagine like your energy level towards the end of it is just kind of like being much different from when you started yeah it has to be so nice to have that partner that's just like yeah taking care of logistics you can focus eye on the prize yeah and have did you guys see really great results from the series they're still coming in but um what's really cool is that the people who you know, what we do is um, we have our customers registered and then after your customer registers, then we allow the salesperson to register. So we didn't have a single sales guy there just there for the fun of it. Like everybody there had to host a customer. And so by that model, we're able to get pretty good return because we follow up with that particular rep, right? It's like, hey, you were there. You remember how good the food was. You remember how, you know, how much singing and dancing you did. So let us know what deals come out of it and things like that. So we, we've tried to follow that model for most of our events and it usually works out well because um, it's hard for them to deny like, Oh, well, I didn't talk to my customer, you know? <laughs> so it's very targeted follow-up. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. I feel like our audience loves to hear about these really fun and innovative ideas. And I'm sure ears perked up when they heard they had an opportunity to work with somebody that could handle all those logistics and planning with them. So that's really cool. Is there anything else that you think this audience should know before they go out and build their own series like this? I would just say that Kapow is great about just you know, introducing new ideas and new places and venues that we would have never considered on our own. So, you know, back to that point about trying to save time and stuff like that, like, yeah, maybe I could have gone to, you know, sample every single restaurant in town, but, you know, they just narrowed it down. And like I said, I would have never picked that restaurant my entire life. I would have never, ever picked that restaurant. And that's just in the city I actually live in, right? So I was just really thankful for Courtney and Kapow to be able to help us to execute um, such a cool series. Aw, thanks. That's <laughs> you can pay me later. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. And just so you guys know, every time Brooke and I are going to go dancing in a parking lot, we'll be thinking of Courtney, and Esther, and Kapow. Which happens more than you would yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again so much for joining us. This was absolutely fun. And we look forward to talking to you again soon, hopefully. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.